Blog Talk Radio. Thursday. The show's normally on Thursday. Tomorrow is 
Candlemas, Groundhog Day, and uh, I'm going to be uh, doing something, so I thought it was good for us to just move the show to Wednesday tonight. We could also talk a little bit tonight about um, Groundhog Day and what the significance of that is, because I think it's really an important time of the year for us to also welcome in growth. I do have a caller, though, in the switchboard, and she's been on hold for a while, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring her right on. Jamie, are you there? I am here. Hello. Hi, great. Thank you so much for holding. You were on there, and I thought we could just jump right in because you must have a few things going on. Um, You know, generally what your chart says to me is that you're very spiritual, very adventurous, generally kind of a very happy person. You actually have five planets in Sagittarius. Um, I don't know if you know very much about your chart, and I'm sure you know that you're in Aquarius. And, yeah. uh, you know, your birthday your birthday just passed, but mm-hmm. you don't have as much Aquarius in your chart as you do have Sagittarius. When you were born, the moon, Venus, Neptune, Jupiter, and Mars, all five of those planets were aligned in Sagittarius. And that's, remember, something real that actually really happened. And the astrology is the interpretation of something that, that actually occurred. So there was this amazing alignment in Sagittarius. And... It's very focused for you around career and um, career, your outward, what it is that you do for a living, but also friendship, because in your chart it's split between the career and friendship part of the chart. So I would think that you have a good connection to um, friends and also that you're very hardworking. If you do, do you do any work with, uh, like, legal or lawyers? No, I don't. No. Do, you have, I? do you do any work with international clients? No. Actually, right now I'm not working. So right I'm now not you're not working. Anymore. Well, you know what? I, I, shouldn't, I should take that back. I'm doing part-time work, and I do talk to people all over the place. Right. Now, Sagittarius is a very worldly energy. Okay, so... The big thing about your reading is actually has to do with... Um, uh, you know your age and where you're at in your life right now and how this time what you're going to be going through especially in 2012 is going to be a time for you to really come to terms with what are the dreams that you have what are the ideals that you have and which ones of those are realistic and you're going to actually make them happen now and which ones of those are maybe something that you need to be honest about that you're not really going to make happen or you don't have the time or you don't really have the interest usually. Um, the transits are are very um, complex for you and I think a little bit confusing. You could feel right now like you're going through some kind of a confusing time where um, you're not sure whether someone is being clear with you or people in general are being clear with you. You're not sure whether your efforts in the world are are making a difference or whether someone in particular, is there someone in particular that you want to talk about? Um, You know, um, well, I have a lot of family issues going on. So Uh I guess I kind of want to put that on the table. Um. And, I, you know, I've been hearing that this is supposed to clear up this year, and I'm almost thinking it's impossible to clear up this year. Um, 
it's yeah, been a really you, bad so year. You do have Jupiter going into your fourth house. So in regard to like your home life, it's some things in your home life are going to get better, but. But the the energy that I think that I'm really looking at is 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 something that's you really figuring out what you can and can't make happen. So if it's about family issues and 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 family things, there are some energies that could actually make things work out better. But if it's about something that you know is not really a reconcilable thing and you've been banging your head up against the wall, it's going to be something you're going to have to come to terms with to let go of. And that's really, the. it's a very big Neptune transit. That's what you're having this year is is Neptunian. And Neptune rules uh, ideals and goals and things that we would really like to see happen, but it also rules illusions. And so any place, I think, even in family relationships where you've maybe been kidding yourself about what you expect to happen, that's a Mm -hmm. part of of what this year is going to represent. So for me, if you've been hearing that it's going to be ending, it's because I think that there's a greater chance this year for you to come to terms with what you need to be honest about. It's like an honesty year. If you continue Uh to stay more unclear, then you're going to find that people are going to take advantage of you still. Mm-hmm. If, definitely, that's a big part of a Neptune transit mm-hmm. is like, well, are you able to be clear about what you need? Are you able to see clearly about where, how someone else is approaching you? Yes, and it's not been good. And, you know, you think family you're supposed to be okay with. And there's probably something else. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm listening to you for a second. Go ahead. Okay, and then there's something else that's really been bothering me. Um, I've had as a lot of people say romance this year, romance. Okay, um, and then I started hearing, you know, this person, and the only people I know are probably not very he- healthy for me. Right. So I'm like, I, right. anybody that I know that I would romantically get involved with. Right. I keep going back over, and I just keep writing down stuff, and I'm like, this is not good for me. Right, and that's fine. And I, you know, there's there's possibility of a romantic relationship coming to you, but it's not more towards the summer and after when Gemini, Jupiter and Gemini is going to be in opposition to your Venus, which is kind of a good transit for you. It'll be in the fifth house. It is very romantic, but it's not right now. It's not right now. At first, you're going to have a whole period of really reorganizing your home, your own personal home. What is it that you're doing to the house? Are you moving or are you renovating or are you expanding it or are you making it look nicer for you? Is there some change you're making in the house? Because you definitely have a big opportunity to do that. Once you get your house in order, and that's going to take you like six months to do. It's not, you're going to really do what I would say is a big screen, uh, spring cleaning. It's time for you to really clean out the closets and make space. Mm-hmm. Then you have an opportunity, I think, to attract a relationship, definitely, because this is a good transit for you, and it happens uh, later on in the year. But for right now and presently, what you're really going through February, March, April, is like I said, there's a, there's a very strong Neptune transit, and it's Neptune square Mars, Neptune square Jupiter, Neptune square Neptune. I know that's the astrology of it, but the 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 meaning of that is that 
your efforts feel dissipated, like either you don't have the energy to accomplish what you want to accomplish, or you just really, it's become not that important to you anymore. And I think that when you do your writing and you're looking, because again, very Sagittarian, you're very spiritual, when you're mm-hmm. doing your writing and you're really looking inside at what it is that you dream of having, what it is that you'd like to make happen in your life, you have to be very honest about that right now, and then you have to make that happen. If it's actually having a romance, if it's actually having a relationship, which is totally possible for you, there's no reason why it's not, then you have to get things in order in order to make that happen. And so you have to find the energy for that. Sometimes right now, the transit that you're having right now, it's hard to find the energy. However, Mm -hmm. you can find the energy for what's most important to you. Okay. And I don't think that's the energy I'm ready for yet, actually. Family is what you really need to be working on and clearing up. Um, And... um, it's not bad it's not bad it's not bad energy i wouldn't say that it's like really like oh god but do you have a brother no i have not a brother no brother-in-law i'm feeling really close to him right now maybe that's why you're picking up brother yeah well no i just said brother because mars is the transit and there's going to definitely be a man involved in in this energy in the next few months you have to be careful of what it is even the person with the best intentions could let you down you know that even someone with very best intentions right now could be like confusing to you not communicating in the right way in a clear way so you do have to pay attention to that okay specifically working on family issues though is probably something Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more complex and um you know what you need to do to resolve that is you need to figure out whether it's worth it to keep putting the energy in there did you want to share anything about the family problem right now well well okay i will and you know some of it i i'm not i'm not sure it's any of my business but i feel it's my business so i i'm involved um i have a twin sister and um we are totally different houses um, anyway, we're fraternal, and um, from what I understand, um, she's not being very honest with her husband in uh-huh. many ways. Right. And um, it's really bothering me, and she started, um, she's helped me throughout time, and I've not asked for her help. She's just wanted help, and then she started controlling me with that. And, I, and you know, we've had an argument about it before, and it started happening again, and I you know, I bit my tongue for a little while, and then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And all she kept bringing well, up Well, I mean, money. in that way, you probably do need to because, you know, that Sagittarius energy, Aquarius energy, you have these really, really high ideals. You have these very high ideals, and you have to be careful about projecting them onto her because what's going to happen is is that, you know, you're, these are her choices. And so even though you're putting yourself in the position of her husband and you're getting along with him and, you know. The, oh, no, no, I think, no, 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 no. I haven't put any, no, 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 no. I haven't put any, I've not gotten into that situation at all. The only situation we're in right now is that we're. she started arguing with me over money and, and um, trying to control my life. And I just uh-huh. said, I, I don't appreciate what you're doing to her husband. That's all I've said. I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to her. We, okay. After that, we haven't talked. 
I mean, so, I think it's best for you right now or it's going to get very muddled and confusing for you if you uh, don't continue to try to take a back seat. That was, that's what I would definitely I'm say because it's her life, you know. If right, she's doing right. something, if you, you know, and I know you know that and your tendency is yeah. to want to be righteous because you have that in your chart. You know, you're yeah. very much of a truth speaker. Oh, you don't so like keeping much. secrets. Hate it's it. very important for you that people are are honest and that they're living up to their highest ideals, but it's always mm-hmm. best for you to keep that energy for yourself. In other words, you need to hold yourself to those ideals. Okay. Yeah, okay? I just mentioned it. I just mentioned it. No, it's that okay, hon. It's okay. It's fine to mention it, and then I would definitely yeah. take a back seat. Yeah, that's what I've done. Uh, yeah, well, we're Jamie, not it's actually so. really good to have talked to you. Yeah, you too. All right, hon. You have a good night. You do the same. That was really nice, and I think that it's very difficult when we're encountering uh, somebody that we feel that we love, that we that we want, that we don't want to see them go down a road that we know is going to be hurtful for them, and yet individually, all of us are making, uh, you know, our own choices, right? And and it's very difficult to interfere and you know sort of butt into what somebody else is doing because they're going to take an offense. It, you know, because none of our slates is that squeaky clean. We all have things that we need to work on on ourselves. And, we, yeah, we don't want to see anyone else get hurt, but I do think it, it hardly ever works out well if, you know, we see a relationship and we feel like we need to interfere a little bit in their relationship and to try to make something better. And um, it's always seen as meddling in something that's not really our business, not unless somebody comes and asks us. So in relationship to that, and it's very hard. It's very hard to uh, keep, you know, that backseat attitude. But definitely you have, you have to always, as, as this caller will find out, watch the events play out on their own and then be there to help pick up the pieces. That's much better than trying to prevent someone, unless it's your child or unless it's your own husband, you know, where you have that level of intimacy. It's very difficult to interfere with someone else. So uh, welcome into the chat room and into the show, Dr. Craig Martin, and this is Inside Connection Radio. Tonight we're talking a little bit about the moon energy. I know everyone is here for readings and things, and that's great, and I want to get to as many people as I can. I have a couple of people on hold. When we talk about the moon, what's what's very important for us to know is just that it's the reflection of the sun. It's the reflection of the light, and it reflects the light back. And so the moon phases. It becomes dark. It becomes full. It grows, and then it shrinks as a natural cycle of the light's ability to permeate our unconscious. That could sound really big <laughs> um, to, to anyone that's not really, you know, very metaphysically inclined, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who are. The light's ability to permeate into our unconscious comes in waves. And just like the ocean and the tides, it comes in, it goes out, waves crash and they recede, the moon gets full, the moon gets new, and in that energetic um, cycle, in which the moon represents cycles, we have the capacity to see it, see the reflection, see a tremendous amount of light, go back in and reflect on that light, and then come back out into a new cycle of more light. So it is impossible to grow 
in a completely uh, uh, linear way. In other words, to just say like, oh, I'm just going to stay in the light and keep growing and growing and growing, and I'm never going to encounter, you know, that shadow self, that darker self, and that's not truth, that everything fluctuates in the tarot, the moon card, the, the road in the moon card is undulating. You can't see the whole path because there are many times when we're working with moon energy when we're actually in the dark, uh, you know, working with reflected energy that is digging deeply down into our unconscious. I'm going to take another caller, and uh caller is uh, from area code 212, area code 212, you're on the Inside Connection. Hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, wait. What's your name? Uh, my name is Anna. Hi, Anna. Uh, you need to turn off your radio if you're listening to, to the Internet. You need to lower the volume on that, otherwise we're going to get a lot of uh, inf- interference. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just, uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my question is regarding... Um, if I will be financially independent this year. Okay. So, You'll have when... to give me your birth information because, you know, I do everything by astrology readings. Okay. So um, I'm going to uh, uh, put in your birth information. And can you just give me, let's say, the first uh, initial of your last name? Can I do it in the private chat? The first initial of your oh, last the, name? No, but my birth information. Oh, in the chat room? In the private, yeah, in your private uh, message. Yeah, you can. You can okay. do that. Um, uh, it, oh, you don't have a chat. That's okay. No, uh, the chat is open. There's people in the chat room. Oh, I can't see it, and I have, I'm have. i logged in. Okay. Well, it's open, and there's people in there, so I'm not okay. sure why that's happening for you. So my can you give me the first initial of your last yeah. name? Um, my first initial of my last name is K. Yeah. Okay, and your birth date? Um, so you were asking my last name, right? No, that's it, Anna K. And your birthday? Okay, yeah, Anna K. And uh, my birthday, I'm going to send it in a private. It's right coming right now. Okay. Uh, and I was born in... Sorry, you'll understand why I had to ask you some things twice. That's fine. I am... Okay, oh, I see it. The time is a.m. Okay, 11.14. A.m. And what town? In Amsterdam. Okay. Great. So let me just get that information into... Um, yeah, no, that's Exciting. fine. That's fine. I mean, it's perfectly good, I think, to respect someone's desire to have privacy on their birth information. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, so as long as you put it in correctly, then I'm going to put yeah. it in correctly in 1114 and Amsterdam. Yeah. Netherlands, got it Okay, so um, let me just bring up your chart And here we go Thank you Yeah, that's fine 
you also have something going on in a relationship because you also have moon in the low degrees of Sagittarius. So just like the previous caller, mm-hmm. um, you have Neptune square the moon. And, um, you know, it's, it can be very emotionally confusing, um, especially for relationships because based on the chart that you gave me, your moon is in the seventh house. So are you married or are you presently in a relationship? No, just got out of one, thank God. Oh, okay. So then the moon or so then this transit might have already ended a relationship. Yeah. Um and also you've had a Pluto square and again it's the same kind of thing is that based on, you know, the the you know, your chronological age there are certain transits that happen. Yes. That have to do with letting go and 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 um, creating, you know, change for another part of, of your life and some of those transits right now can be very confusing it's not entirely over although it's definitely contributed to ending the previous relationship another neptune experience neptune square the moon so um is your mom alive oh yeah i just had one today with my mom uh-huh. Okay. I just had one today, so that was yeah. a very heavy day for me today. And Yeah, so that can also be very confusing because the moon is a representation of the mother in your chart. And what you want to be sure is that um, intuitive impulses, intuitive like um, feelings that you get at this time, that you don't confuse them with uh, with with what you would call childhood conditioning. In other words, that yeah. the intuition that you have right now, it could be very, very hypersensitized. You could actually really, really know what it is that you want um, from someone. You could also really know what it is that they want from you. You could become very keen uh, because Neptune's very transcendent and the moon is the unconscious. It's the collective to the unconscious. You're actually, you know, right in the theme of my uh my show topic tonight because you're having an amazing moon transit. However, it's a Neptune square. And so remember, not everything in the moon energy is clear. The road through and navigating the emotional world undulates. So it's not a straight, well-lit path. It's like a path in the woods where the moon is shining through the trees and, oh, you see a little bit of the path, but then it goes around a curve or it goes down a hill or there's too much shade or you really don't know what's next or what's around the corner. So intuition at this time can be very heightened because, like, let's say your eyes are really wide because you're out in that dark path. But but the, at the same time, not everything that you're receiving through really wide eyes is actually 100% clear. So it requires that you stay very clean, very clear, and keep your filter very clear. That's one thing I would suggest that you do. Jupiter is going to go into your first house. This is a very good energy. You might actually do some change, slightly change your appearance. You might go out and spend a little bit of money on yourself because it is Taurus. So you might buy something new. It could. It, it doesn't even have to be expensive. It could just be some accessories or something that you find uh, a ring, a hat, a scarf, you know, whatever that all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's me, that's awesome. New pair of glasses, a new frame, something that that actually you feel begins to speak more about who you are presently and the change that you're going through. Okay. That's something that you can really do this year. And your question was about financial independence. Yes. Um, Jupiter go, does go into your second house. It goes into your second house... Um, Hold on, I just have to open up this book. Um, I haven't had a, a full-time or or a real job in a few years, and yeah. 
and trying to figure it out loud. Yeah, create something more permanent or something more successful for you. Um, Jupiter actually goes into Gemini and it goes into your in July. So it's the summer. You asked if it would happen this year. There's a much greater financial um, success period for you beginning in the summer and then after the summer because in July is where you're going to see a turnaround in your finances and it could come from some kind of a contract or some kind of a business deal that you make with someone Uh, I guess it could also be that somebody owes you some money Uh, taxes is another thing like you get taxes back or something money comes to you beginning in July as far as it being about work you're obviously very career-oriented. You've got a lot of Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn, Jupiter and Capricorn in the 10th. I would think you really don't like, um, you know, not working. Are you? Do you write? Yeah, I write, I draw, I paint. Like, I'm uh-huh. an artist, but um, I'm also, I also work with children, and I do some volunteer work, and I'm also talking to schools and getting in, but I was also thinking of moving out of the country because I'm not fully citizen and I have some right. paperwork, but I don't know if I'll be moving out. Not, it seems to be like a very strange year that I'm in. It is a strange year because nothing's really clear this year. That's the thing about a Neptune transit year. Even the previous caller, it's like a very, it's hard oh, to no. find the way through because the the nature of Neptune is to minimize the ego so that you can get down in to find a clear picture of what you most really need, what you most really desire. And that's actually what's uh, happening for you. But you could very well meet another relationship because Neptune squaring the moon. And you have to be very careful that that person is not super needy or that you're not super needy and that you don't, you know, think that someone's going to come in and save you. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that in your chart right now. So um, generally, much better money into the summer. I don't really see that move right now, uh, even though the moon actually rules your fourth house. If you were going to think about moving, I wouldn't say do it this year for sure because the Neptune square is going to make the actual move and the paperwork and everything very complicated and it's going to get all screwed up. It's not that won't work out well this year. To move um, out, you mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't see that working out well. Even if you, if you tried to do it, um, Saturn is in your sixth house. You should be able to find work. You really should from unexpected okay. sources. I would tell you to cast a wide net and keep looking for a job that suits you that you feel is something you can really do because you have that energy to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the volunteer work that I'm doing right now and But that's not paying the rent. Nothing, none of it. No. no it's not. <sighs> Crazy life. Yeah. And uh but that guy that I was with, he's not coming back, is he? You don't see No. That? He was a mean Scorpio. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. Good. He's not coming back. Good. 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 Well, it was nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to hang on the line and listen more. That's fine, hon. You can definitely do that. Thank you for the reading. You're welcome. 
So I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to Inside Connection Radio, live astrology readings and awesome lessons on spiritual topics. So the moon, we've had goddesses to the moon, right? Artemis. And also um, Artemis was the goddess of the moon, Diana, but she ruled the hunt. And it was because of our ability to go out and hunt. And hunting in general is an interesting concept because in today's uh, day and age, like the previous caller, might be hunting for a job. So to be able to use the moon energy to be able to hunt for a job is to be able to call that in and recognize that, especially as it's waxing, getting bigger, which is where we are now, the moon's going from new to full. This is an excellent time to... Um, be looking for a job, putting energy out to find a job, and using the energy and seeing yourself hunting for it, right? Snare a job, right? Don't we use an expression like that? Snare snare something, and snaring is actually catching. So use those visualizations. It's very important. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you should be able to uh, catch, hunt, whatever it is that you're looking for. I particularly like the um, the energy in the, of the moon that it's a part of the collective unconscious. I know I had said before that we can really tap into the collective or tap into the unconscious by going in and using moon cycles, but the truth about the moon is that it represents the collective unconscious in all of us and the way in which we're connected to each other in an unconscious way. I always like to say... You, someone can be driving here in Los Angeles and they can see an advertisement for a fast food chain and their giant juicy burger up there on the, on the thing. And even if they are not a meat eater, just by them seeing the ad, someone in Nebraska will eat the hamburger. And it's because we're tapped into the collective unconscious, right? I know, that's cool. So there's a sense of that we're all connected in a way. This is how advertising works, by the way, is that, you know, you don't have to actually see the ad. It just has to do with tapping into the tipping point, it's called, getting enough people to have it in their unconscious so that it moves forward into the conscious of other people who don't even know anything about it. Um, think that's pretty interesting to me i always liked the idea of the, the collective unconscious represented by the moon uh out there in the universe in our private charts it's representation of our emotions i have another caller on hold which is awesome and i'm looking forward to doing another reading uh 780 you're on the inside connection hey dr craig how's it going it's jay Good. Calling. hi who am i with jay um, have I talked to you before? Yes, you did. Uh, recently? Yes, okay. last week. But I'm not That's looking fine. for a reading, actually. I'm, look, I'm looking for a reading, not reading, but, you know, just from, for, um, you were talking about the moons, right? And just wonder how it's affecting. Did I put your chart into into my software? What's your name? Jay. Just Jay? Garden yeah, Grove, yeah. California? No, uh, Canada. No. Canada? Didn't you? I don't know. Um, okay, let me no, put it in again. Just let me add it, it in again. How about that? Jay, sure. what's the first letter of your last name? S. S? 
Yes. Is it Sam? Okay. And your birthday? March 24th, 1964. I don't know why if you called just recently. Go ahead, birth time. 11.54 p.m. And birthplace? Medicine Hat, Alberta. What's the town? Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat. Got it, Canada. I have it right here. Cool. Okay. I actually uh, don't have your information saved, so... Okay, go ahead. Thanks for saving it. Uh, yeah, no, I got a now it's saved. Go ahead. You had a question. <laughs> yeah, how are the moons uh, affecting my signs for this month? Because there's a moon on the 7th, and there's a moon on the 21st, I believe. There's a... You mean new and full? Yeah, yeah, because you and how does it actually affect my astrological signs in general? Actually, yeah, good. That's a good question, and I have a good. I have. I can answer that absolutely. The chart yeah. is divided up into houses um, based on um, the time that you're born. It's divided up into twelve houses, and so when 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 you're going to have a full moon and a new moon then those are going to occur in specific houses in your chart. For instance, the full moon on the 7th is at um, 18 degrees Leo, okay? In your chart, that's actually right on the cusp of the 9th. So that's very interesting because it, it can create some kind of an educational experience. It could create some kind of travel. It could create something... Um, in a spiritual path that you might be on because you actually have moon uranus and pluto all in the ninth house so while you can be very perfectionistic in a way uh, jay and maybe a little bit hard on yourself the um the 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 uh the moon in late leo there is going to be a good part for you to be able to get in touch with um your spiritual path whatever it is that you're doing to create that higher truth that you're searching for that's been very deep for you. I'm sure that it, maybe even your health has been involved in it over a period of time. So I would say that it represents a period of good health, good routine maintenance for you, something that you're very involved in, like finding God in the details, so to speak. That mm-hmm. that's, an, that's an aspect of the full moon this month. And then the new moon, which is going to be actually a two degrees Pisces, is um, conjunct your Saturn in the third house. This is a chance for you um, around the 21st to do some kind of emotional communicating, emotional communicating, either writing, um, either writing, either writing um, some kind of or painting. Is there some art that you do? Uh, I think I told you before I was actually do. I, I'm a kind of like a well, I do graphic design work. And that's a lot of fun. But I also do, um, uh, you know, I, I teach. I teach drumming, so that's what yeah. I teach. Yeah. Got so. It. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the twenty, the second half of the new moon is actually a really good time for you to host a drumming circle because it's new moon energy and the drum brings us into that heart of the moon it brings us down into that's the idea right is that it brings us into the natural rhythm and the heartbeat of the earth and during a new moon it's very very internal 
<clears throat> it's a time of really very deep new beginnings. And since it's Pisces for you, Pisces is a very important sign in your chart because Mars, your Mars is actually in Pisces also. So as a man, you're very sensitive, very empathic man. And the music and the resonance is something that really can pull you down in. That's how I would say that it would be affecting you because your communication through your art is another way that I would use the moon energy um, in the new moon cycle at the end of this month. Mm. Okay. Okay. One thing in particular for you is about your home. Just because while I have your chart open, uh, you have the sun at four degrees Aries because, you know, of your birthday. And Uranus is going to be conjuncting your sun um, in not long, a couple of uh, weeks, a month maybe. Yeah, in March. March, April. Are you planning on moving? No. No? Making changes to your home? I don't know, maybe. Uh, well, I'll probably decluttering and stuff like that. Something so. going on with your father? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think yeah. he's, he's Well, no, I'm just saying the son rules the father in the chart, and also the fourth house rules the father. So you have son in the fourth, and Uranus conjunct the son creates sometimes what you would call an unexpected... Um, but not necessarily unfavorable. It's just unexpected. It's kind of like a surprise thing. And um, I would suggest that March, April, you look for something involving your home, your father, your family of origin, your personal identity. Like it feels very... It just feels very connected to who you are as a person, your ancestry. There's some uh, bit of information or some communication that comes that is, um, I actually think, beneficial. I don't think that it's something, if you're waiting to hear something about um, genealogy, birth origins, or anything like that, you're, you're kind of in the realm of that this month and next month. Okay. Very strong, like who you are at home, what is your home, how do you establish your own personal authority and identity at home, how did that come from your father. All of that theme is really up and working for you in the next month, month and a half. But I would definitely use the energy of the um, of the moon this month, since you had asked, to do some learning, some learning in in the in the uh, the full moon. Uh, maybe surrounding drumming, and then to actually put the learning into into active process by the new moon, which is interesting because it's a it's the waning moon. But for a drummer, you know, uh, this is an opportunity to really go within with the drum, and and I think that's how I would use it. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Listen, it's really good to talk to you, and um, you know, I thank you for calling in again. You're welcome. Really love your show, and you got uh, a okay, very, good, very good, very good show. Night. So thanks so much. Okay, bye. You too. So thanks everybody for being in the uh, in the switchboard. I see there are a couple more people, and I want to definitely be able to get to you. We have a few more minutes. Um, good question about the moon, and I really do like the idea that the moon rules our emotions because emotions are very fluctuating. And in meditation, it's one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to learn to sort of experience 
the fluctuations in our emotions and not allow them to overtake us. And that requires a still voice on the inside, that if there's going to be a point of stillness, um, then we're going to be able to accommodate whatever emotional change we, you know, confront. So I think that that's really important. And what I want to do is I want to take area code 954. 954 area code. Hi, you're on the air with Dr. Craig in the Inside Connection. Hi. Hi. My name, hi. My name is Darlene from Florida. Your name is, say it again. Darlene with the D. Darlene. Okay. Yeah. You're calling in from Florida? Yes. Great. Tell me your birthday. Uh, 913 52. 913. Hold on one one second. Nine thirteen nineteen fifty two. Perfect. Do you happen to know your birth time? Yes, twelve fourteen AM. Right after midnight and your birth town? Uh Quincy Matt. Quincy. On the way to the Cape. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Great, here's your charts coming up Um, Very emotional, very sensitive Very caretaking, very nurturing You're also very hard on yourself Always have been Very spiritual You You have a real search for spiritual life and you find that in spiritual community and you find that through your friends. You have some real strong loyalty. You're very dedicated. I think what's important in your chart immediately that's jumping out is about the fluctuation that occurs for you in your own moods, in your own um, emotional life. I say that because in your natal chart, um, you have the sign of cancer rising. That's what's rising. It's very maternal, very motherly. Do you have children? Yes, one. Okay. And then that makes the moon your ruler. It's awesome that you called in because it's the moon show and your and your moon moon is the ruler in your chart and you have the moon in cancer, which is what it rules. So you're yeah. like really like a very quintessential mom, but in a way a little kind of kooky, a little quirky, you know, because you have Uranus, the planet Uranus in Cancer. So it's almost like you 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 mother in a somewhat non-traditional way. Does that make some sense? Yes. Yeah, fascinating to me to look at that and say, wow, that's what's going on. Okay, are you married? Um. And, uh. No, I mean I am, but it's. Uh, we haven't been together for like 15 years. Yeah, what's interesting about your marriage is that for some reason it's going to have to go through some kind of change. Pluto is moving into your ninth house and, uh, sorry, seventh house. It's the house of marriage and um, Pluto causes sweeping change. So there's going to be some kind of a change in your marriage um, actually this year. And, um, you know, or someone else that you have in your life that you have some kind of a contract with you know if there's another special person that you have some kind of a really committed relationship with or if you have a business partner the seventh house is all about partnerships 
So that's why there's a, a variation on what it could be about. But um, the uh, those relationships that you have contractual agreements, including the one with your husband, are going to get changed this year. It's not very clear right now exactly how. It doesn't look like it's going to be disruptive. It looks like something that you're going to expect to happen. But some of it is going to... Um, you know, require you to look at what your part is in the relationships and how the relationships are being maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids are okay? Yes, he's in college. He's yeah, in yeah, college. I see that. That's fine. It's sort of a serious time. Um, yeah. Do you have a specific question for me? Because interestingly, you're about to have a Jupiter return. This is a very big year for you, and you're going to have another big birthday, right? A birthday that starts with a zero. And, um, you know, the fact that you're past your Saturn return, if you did have another relationship that broke up maybe like two years ago, some other kind of relationship, then that was, you know, unfortunate for you, but it wasn't supposed to really work out. Did you have a relationship that ended? No, actually I haven't. Nope. I'm going to go back and look at um, 12 Degrees. Yeah, it was definitely 2010. No relationship in 2010, huh? 2010 Mm. going into 2011? No. Nothing, huh? Okay, that's fine. Um, Saturn is the ruler of your seventh house, and nothing happened with your husband? No. Because you really don't communicate? No, no, no. We're like best friends. Okay, and nothing happened at that time. You didn't go through a change with him. No. Oh, it's interesting. So your Saturn return was really at that time, and it was about relationships. Maybe somebody in your house, was you? were you living with someone? No. No, okay, fair enough. Um, and it's not related to business. It's not a business partner. No. It's very interesting that someone could go through their second Saturn return, which happens at age 58, like you did in Libra, and you have Venus in Libra conjunct your Saturn, and that there wasn't some kind of a change for you in relationships at that time, that there wasn't a relationship that you needed to let go of or something that deepened. It's fine if there isn't. I'm not going to keep pressing you, but it's very strange that I see it, and it's um, and you're not. You know, it's not either. It didn't really happen, which is fine. You know, maybe there was an opportunity and you just didn't take it, or maybe you know something you didn't even see it. Possibly that time for you with Saturn conjunct your Venus could feel like a very lonely time. Maybe that's what it simply was: is that you just didn't have a relationship. And at that time, two years ago, there was a real longing to have one. Um, yeah. That's possible. That's possible that it, that's what it was at that time, which seems like a really hard way to have that transit, to have that Saturn return, to just have to kind of deal with no relationship as a part of, you know, really what would be uh, maturity at your point, maturity at your age, as the way in which you're maturing. Anyway, what I want to tell you is that this year is a big year for you because it's a Jupiter return, so you can expect how how do you have friends? Like you have good relationships with friends? Yes, yes. Well, this year there's a possibility that one of those friendships gets even bigger 
that you get involved in making money or working with that friend or that you make even a new friend. I know it could sound kind of funny to you, but that you make even a new friend and that it could involve some kind of financial beauty, something, that you're involved in something that's Torian with a friend. And that's okay. pretty much what I see. Okay. So you don't see a, a, a love relationship then coming in? Well, if it does, it's going to be very intense, you know, very, very intense. If that's what it is, Pluto Pluto going into, no, I would say not yet, not quite yet. Has someone told you that they see that? Uh, this year, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uranus is going to be in opposition to your Venus, but it's not this year, it's next year. And then Pluto is going to square your Venus, but it's not this year, it's next year. So um, I don't really see that this no, year. Yeah, that's what I've been told. I've been told that I first have to get my career, and once that's settled, then uh, a love relationship will come in. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's it's really nice right. to talk to you tonight, okay? Yeah, I want to thank try, you. I want to try to, because uh, there's only a few minutes left. So it was great okay. talking with you. And, thank you, um Definitely allow the changes that are about to happen to happen. Let go of whatever it is that you need to let go of. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. I know. And I have one more caller right now in the chat room, and you've been waiting. Hello, area code 901. Do I have somebody here from 901? Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You want to tell me your name? Because we just have a couple of minutes left. Okay. My name is Lanice. And your your um, your uh, birth information? July 5th, 1963. Okay. And the time? 9.56 a.m. And the place? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. How are you tonight, Lanice? I'm great. How about yourself? Good. I'm good. Good. Um, going over to my software, and let's take a look. Got it. Well, I'm going to give you the short version because we only have a couple of minutes, Okay. Um, whatever changes that you had in your career are, you know, sort of past, and that you're past that hurdle. That's one thing, definitely. Um, you did just have a Jupiter return, so I don't know if last year you came into any kind of money at all. It was in the eighth house. It's possible that you did, and. Hopefully, you know, we're able to do something good with that. I do see one thing about, like, um, allowing some flexibility in your life, allowing yourself to become very flexible with what it is that you're looking for. I know you have Virgo rising, so you can be very perfectionistic. You want to make sure that you try to clear some of that out. But especially there's um, Neptune is going to be in opposition to Uranus. You have Uranus at two degrees Virgo. 
and there's a there's a, a strong possibility really of allowing yourself to be working in a way that is positive and fulfilling. It's very like you have an opportunity coming this year for work, actual work, that is very um, fulfilling for you. And I think that you need to allow sort of the unexpected to come in. And um, that's pretty much all I'm going to be able to have time for tonight. But um, perhaps you and I will get a chance to talk again next time. Okay, well, that's very encouraging. Okay, hon, I hope you have a great night. Okay, thank you, you too. You're welcome. So my name is Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to Inside Connection Radio on the awesome blog talk radio. You can find me on Twitter, and I think you should check me out at Astro Healer. Don't forget. And you can find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig, where I do post um, astrologically interesting information, probably on a weekly basis, and... Um, the um, and, and it's informative and it gives you a little insight into some things that could be happening to all of us all around uh, the globe, some energies. And um, next week the show is going to be on Thursday night, so it's going to be on the 9th again and we're going to be talking about Mercury because I'm going to be doing the Planet Series and Mercury is the communicator and the way we think, so we're going to be talking about Mercury, Hermes, that energy of transition, the little guy with the wings on his feet, and what is that energy, and how do we bring that into our life. But in closing, what I want everyone to do is just sort of bring your energy into the moon, find that area of reflection inside yourself, know that we're all reflecting for each other, we're all mirroring for each other something that we need to learn, that's the moon within us all, we're all connected, and tonight I'm going to leave you with Nick Drake and Pink Moon. Till next week, I'm Dr. Craig Martin and the Inside Connection. you